Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Man, I am upset that our our nicknames are totally getting cut off. <laughs> yeah, it loses a little something when you only see like three letters yeah. of y- the you're, joke you're, you're going for. You're not seeing any of my joke. My joke is scut fart kiss. Oh, boy. That's very good. <laughs> you're only showing up as guest for me. Oh, that's really weird. Oh, wait, not, oh hey, you know what I, we should do, actually? What? I can't hear Aaron. You can't hear Aaron anymore? I, I can't hear him at all. Okay. Check one, two. Hello, hello. You can't hear that? No. He's coming in loud and clear. I'll tell you what. Why don't I did it before we started, but I'll do it again. Why don't we all just do okay. control R and that'll okay, like yeah, reset it, your whole I'll, system there. All right, yeah, because all both of our tracks are moving, but his was not. Okay, so control R. Yeah. Okay, here we go. And you you too, Aaron. Are you is getting it the that? Same if I have is it the same if I have a Mac? I ooh, good question. Dang it. it. Are you just are you refreshing? Yeah, I think so. Whatever whatever control R does. Do you know what that does on a Mac? Okay. Uh, well, it doesn't do anything on a Mac, but Command-R would refresh the page yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah that's, that's probably that's Command-R. Yeah. That, that's what it would be. And now I can hear Aaron, um, but now we're at the uh, the issue that we always have with our normal records, is you guys are like normal volume, and yeah. for whatever reason, I am just so quiet. At least I look quiet. Do I, do I sound normal volume? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. My oh, cat hit Yeah. Well, but yeah, your, your sound wave went you away from me. Now? But you did, you did uh, refresh. I don't know what that means when it's yellow and I yes. don't see. Users experiencing some connection issues, but recording is being saved locally. Okay. And now you're back and connected to Zencaster. Okay. There it is. Okay. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm seeing all three on mine. <laughs> yeah, you are you are moving in and out of the, the, the nether realm, I guess. Yeah, because there you go again. Oh, now you're back. Oh. Jeez. <laughs> we're we're going to have uh, two files for Tim and I, and then 19 for Ghost Dad. <laughs> Anything. Is this a common is issue, or is this just Zencaster <laughs> we find? <laughs> Something. Like, it yeah. is... Um, it is okay, very common for us to just like lose a connection in the yeah, middle of stops. a record for yep. both of us. It, yeah. It'll just stop in the middle of one of us talking. Yep. And it's like, all right, saving. Yeah. Well, and there you go again. That's good to know because I, I didn't think it's it not cutting out your vocals, is it cutting out but my it is definitely cutting out the recorder. Are you far away from the router or No, I'm in the living room. Um I not have I don't seem to be having connection issues on any other device. It must just be a Zencaster thing. It does say it is being saved locally. So I guess that means it's saving on your computer somehow, but how it gets to the Dropbox I have um unless there's like unless Zencaster creates a file on your or yeah, a folder on your computer to save stuff. I don't know. If it comes down to it, it says it's being saved somewhere even when it's yellow. <laughs> so, that's good enough for me. Yeah, I mean, I can do I can do some digging after this cool. if we if we have any issues. I could also I, let me see. I could also pull up uh like garage yeah, I guess just for record a, a my track safe. if that would be a safe bet. The only thing I don't know, it's, so it's not going to pick you guys up because I'm wearing headphones. So that's the only thing is you would have to line it back up if you had to do it. But check one two, hello check one two. I have a metronome in my ear. We do want to click track it. on this. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be in. I wanted to be syncopated. I wanted to be a, a ska cast. <laughs> yeah. The first po- <laughs> I God. The first podcast in in yeah that's five, the, yeah four. we want I want to do it in Brubeck time in honor of. Uh, you know, the Charlie Brown Christmas record. Wait, that wasn't Brubeck. That was Garaldi, damn it. Still. It was, yeah. Okay. 
I gotta turn this metronome off first. Second, I need to select my input. Almost there. Man, when Aaron comes back, I got a story to tell you guys. Too bad he died in that fire 29 years ago today. So, okay, I did have I did have a story to kind of like get us into the the Christmassy spirit, I guess. So Okay. We're what, not gonna try what, a half-hearted premise that none of us really nah, fuck <laughs> it. No. No, I I don't think, even think we did it last year. Well, I think we just gave to, up on oh, it. Oh well. Oh it's time to time to close up the no hugging, no learning headquarters for another well, year. Uh, here I am at the bus station leaving leaving uh, no hugging, no learning world no. headquarters. I got three hours to kill. What should I uh <laughs> uh, you should go see Av- you should go see Avatar: The Way of Water. No, fuck Avatar. Go Is see Violent Night. Oh, that's a Christmas movie. <laughs> go, go see Violent Night for sure. My God, that was so much fun. <laughs> I do. Need, I need to. Yeah, that's on my watch list. I can't. It, yeah, it was. Can imagine. It was. Uh, it was literally a perfect mix between Die Hard and Home Alone. <laughs> I might have checked that. Yeah, out. Th- that's what I've heard. Uh, also, but, David Harbour's fun. Love David Harbour. Um, th- there's there is a really good homage to Home Alone, uh, where I, I won't I won't spoil unless you want me to spoil like one of the one of the kills. I, it doesn't bother me. Tim, I'm fine. No, that's cool. Okay, so you know the scene in Home Alone where one of the wet bandits gets uh, the nail like through oh, his foot. Oh God! Yeah. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. uh, this time a guy is climbing up the ladder. And one of the rungs on the ladder breaks, and he goes uh, chin first onto the rusty, ed- jagged edge of this nail, and it goes uh, up into his mouth. Oh my! Like pe- God. piercing, piercing his uh, his jaw, piercing his tongue, and that and that's Very, not even that's not even what kills him. He's able to pull himself <laughs> off of that. Very Were Christmassy. You- yeah. I, I thought you were about to call out Aaron, very reminiscent of Timothy Dalton's not quite demise at the end of the second I'm I'm saying more words until I think of the title. The second in the Cornetto Hot trilogy. Hot Fuzz, thank you. God, yes. so it yeah. is it is Timothy Dalton's I, release from two thousand and nine that Edgar was Wright, in theaters the and <laughs> Uh, hey. Simon Pig, Nick Frost, uh, sparring enjoying. with special appearances by Bill Nighy. And <laughs> How did you pull that name out? Did you watch it recently? Who, Bill Nighy? <laughs> no, Timothy Dalton. Oh, is that the is that the actor's oh. name? Oh, Timothy. Yeah, Timothy Dalton is the actor who plays. I do not remember the name of his uh, okay. character. In yeah, I did just watch that recently, and it's it's ah, it, it's it might be my it might be my favorite of the three. It's very it's very close to Shaun of the Dead. I only um, saw um, what's it? I only saw The World's End once uh, in the theater, and I really want to watch it again because I feel like that one hits me very close to home because I'm I'm very much I feel like the Simon Pegg character in that movie, and like I need to watch it to like get over my nostalgia addiction and like yeah, move on yeah. like everybody else in the world does. But I still try to like create recreate that feeling of blah blah. You know, I'm like I got to watch that one again. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, Ted, you did say uh, earlier you used uh, you said F Avatar. 
uh, which was very upsetting <laughs> for me to hear. I, to be and, fair. Uh, to I be do fair. just want to ask a couple questions about Violent Night. The first being, uh, were there water people in Violent Night? <laughs> mm, was, no, there, but... was there groundbreaking technological uh, visual effects that have not been seen on, on okay. the screen? Well, let me ask ever? this about uh, Way of Water. Aaron, was the real Santa Claus in it? <laughs> uh, you mean Detective no. Crashmore? <laughs> <laughs> Now I gotta see it. (laughs) Oh man! (laughs) Well, now now you're recording again, but I I don't know. Like these these tracks are gonna be so out of whack. Uh, Potentially, if they're not coming from Zencaster, local and doesn't match. That's so weird. All right, maybe I should just start a new room. Yeah, can you start a new room? Yeah, might as well. All right. Uh, Start a new room, and then let's all... I don't know. Should we all just fucking reset our computers? Yeah, I guess we got to get going on something or other. I mean, I'm thinking just Zoom is a better idea at this this point. Oh, wait. There he's back. I'm here. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Should we just try to get rolling? Might as well. Maybe. All right. (laughs) That's my vote. I'll do whatever. Yeah. Well, let's, let's get rolling, but, like, if it... Man, if it fucks off and and quits on us like five or six more times, I say we try a different platform. <laughs> I swear. And and Aaron's file is gone again. So yeah. I, well, I no. Now it's that. now he's back for me anyway. Okay. <laughs> I'm tired of this thing fucking fucking off. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I know y'all are having a crisis, but so am I. Jenna and Julian got married. I saw it. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm looking at the photos right now. Mm, Ted's looking at photos while recording the podcast. Typical. Yeah, uh, Grace is uh, having a meltdown with one of her parasocial relationships because Jenna Marbles and her fiance got married. Oh wow! A- ask I Grace see. if she saw my tweet about. <laughs> ask Grace if she saw my tweet about Phoebe Bridgers and Danny Elfman dating. Aaron wants to know if you saw his tweet about Phoebe Bridgers and Danny Elfman dating. Oh fuck no! So Jenna Marbles finally married Fred. <laughs> yeah, oh, Jenna no. Marbles finally married Fred. Wow! And Shane Shane Dawson oh, uh, did the ceremony. I heard. Yeah, that's yeah. how little I know of YouTube <laughs> culture. I named the two YouTubers I knew. Oh wait, no, I know who officiated. Mr. Beast. <laughs> that's who did it. Beautiful. There you go. That's and three. Way to I go, know. Tim. He also Thank did you. the catering. <laughs> oh yeah, Beast Burger. We have one uh, right near my house. It's guys. Let's just hope Shane Dawson wasn't in charge of watching the pets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, but I like it. <laughs> there's, there's internet speculation that Shane Dawson wanted to fuck yeah. his cat. And oh, that's, uh, wow. Yeah. These people should, should oh, not boy. be allowed to be public entities. They should all go. They should all go away, and and then yeah. I, and then they should let me be a public entity. That's my opinion. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot you were a YouTube star mm-hmm. as well. Disgraced. Right. Since disgraced. <laughs> disgraced. It, when you say it like that, it makes it sound like you got canceled. Well, that's what I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to invite speculation into what I did to get myself removed from my public platform. But I think that those children, those sick children, whose make a wish. I graciously honored. I just don't. I, I think that's a very honorable thing for me to have done, and uh, I just think it's silly that I. I, it, I haven't. I haven't been on a podcast since last Christmas. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm definitely interested to see in what you promote at the end of this show because yeah. every year it's been something different. Okay. So. Yeah. I got. I got something new for sure. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So, so let's get going. Ted, you have a way to get us into this. Yeah. Well, I wanted to start because uh, I, I know we aren't. We don't really talk about uh, Seinfeld much anymore, just like in passing here. But uh, guys, I had probably my most 
George Costanza moment of my entire life today. And I think it's only fitting because I just turned 30, you know? I'm, I'm getting, uh, yes. getting older. I'm getting getting to be more of like a uh, uh, curmudgeonly uh, old fart. And I woke up this morning and I was going to go to the gym, right? I was going to go to the gym at 9.30, right had to go into the studio for a couple of minutes because my co-host was playing a prank on our boss and i went in like nine o'clock because that's what time he normally shows up right i'm waiting i'm waiting time is coming and going gets to be 9 15 9 20 and i'm like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna miss the beginning of my workout and it's a, it's a timed class it's not just like a show up whenever you want thing so i go and uh i, I finally leave to go to the gym 9 50. So I'm like halfway through this 45 minute class. I get there and I ask the girl at the counter and I'm like, is it even worth it if I go in at this time? And she's like, I mean, you've only got 20 minutes left of a 45 minute class, so you can do whatever you want. Here's the thing. This is uh, a type of class that I have not done yet. And they are doing a promotion currently for Christmas where it's like a Christmas bingo. You, you cross off all the like uh. different squares on a bingo card. And if you get like a couple of bingos, you have a chance of winning prizes or whatever. Doing this type of class would have gotten me a bingo. So instead, what I do is I talk my way out of, I sweet talk <laughs> my way out of the $10 cancellation fee because it was not a no call, no show. I did show up, uh, yeah. but I just opted to not do the workout. <laughs> and like, I instead made a donation to Sark, the Sexual Assault Resource Center, because that was another square on this bingo uh, card. So instead of doing one square, I did another square, did my good deed. Instead of going to work out, I then drove to McDonald's and got breakfast and ate fantastic. my breakfast in my workout clothes so it felt like i was doing something I love today it. very nice yeah the only thing that's not costanza like is a do donation to a charity but yeah i, I, I know i know the donation like, was motivated by personal gain it was it yeah, was definitely true. motivated You're by personal gain out of it yeah that's true <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it'll it'll happen to you, Ted. I mean, I've, I've told you many times about this just growing up and thinking like, yeah, I'm, I'm Jerry with a dash of Kramer. And then you just yeah. realize like, nope, I'm I'm George Costanza. I've, I've always been George Costanza and you know, I'm fooling myself <laughs> if I think otherwise. Have you guys did have you guys covered B movie yet? Oh, yeah. yeah that, first. Was, that was our very first. Uh, we had to. Okay. Patreon review. Uh, have you seen the video? I just I just saw this today of Jerry Seinfeld at Cannes in a bee suit uh, zip lining in. I want to say we talked about it on the podcast because I remember it happening with the the crazy promotion um, that he was doing for this movie, and I remember that being part it's of very, it. It's very so I have seen it's it very funny. And yeah. you can like I had the sound off because uh, I was on the bus, but I could just picture him being like, "Get me out of this crazy thing!" <laughs> yeah, he was on. He was literally everywhere when that movie came out. It was insane. Ah, uh, all right. Well, I guess it's time to close. <laughs> <laughs> if only my son was here, but it's the opposite of a Christmas story, and he's dead. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah all right let's just start talking about a christmas story christmas so we talked about we've never talked about a christmas story we did talk about a christmas story too and now we're talking about 
the sequel that retcons A Christmas Story 2 and, if I'm not mistaken, my summer story, A Christmas Story Christmas from 2022. Yeah, totally, totally gets rid of the uh, the movie we already watched. Yes, so. it's a reboot. It's a refresh, I guess. Which yeah. upsets and, me. Uh, Daniel Stern. I, 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 I yeah. think that Christmas Story 2 is canon. Um, so this, to me, was a lot of uh, <laughs> fan service. And, you know, it just kind of it felt like... It felt like seeing the rise of Skywalker again, to be honest with you. <laughs> you're not wrong. I mean, I don't know how much you're joking, but as much as I I did kind of like this movie, you're not wrong that like it's pandering almost to a fault. This yeah, this is true. Um did I did do you guys see I don't know I, I was unaware that this so I knew that a Christmas story existed, obviously, and I knew that a Christmas story two existed, and I knew that my summer story existed, but when I went to the Wikipedia page for this film, I was shocked to learn that there is a Parker family saga that is eight films long. Oh, Christ. What, what are you no. talking about? Yeah, the Parker no. family saga, also known simply as Parker family, as Gene Shepard's Parker family saga, uh, alternatively known as the Ralph Parker franchise, or sometimes colloquially referred to as a Christmas story franchise. Um, there's eight films. There is The Phantom of the Open Hearth, which came out in 1976, what? The Great American Fourth oh. of July and Other Disasters, um, and then A Christmas Story, and then The Star-Crossed Romance of Josephine Kosnowski, which sounds very much like an entry into this film series. Ollie Hop Noodles' Haven of Bliss. I have heard that one. I've heard of that one for some and then, reason. And then It Runs in My Family, The Summer Story, uh, Christmas Story 2, and, and now this one. Wow, I had no idea. It's like the Air Bud universe, yeah. almost. The re- there's no telling how deep the rabbit hole truly goes. I did. I also noticed, uh, uh, just while I have the soapbox for a minute, that this was written by uh, two people that I admire very much, one of which, Clay Cadis, writer of the Angry Birds movie, which you guys know is my favorite film of all time. Um, <laughs> and then Nick shank um who funny enough uh is clint eastwood's co-writer two very different backgrounds and i think they both come through in this movie there's scenes let me tell you there's scenes that are coming from both of these guys fascinating stuff you think so Pro- produced by vince vaughn as well right so that's one there's two, only two there's one real curb connection and one tenuous curb connection the real curb connection if you look up on imdb the only collaborator is between curb and seinfeld by the way is vince vaughn who does appear in some episodes <laughs> of curb your enthusiasm and did pr- um, produce this movie with Peter Billingsley, and they have a, a production house, the Wild West Production Studio or something like that, Wild West uh, Shows. Wild, like that. Wild West Picture Show Productions. There you go, yeah, yeah. And um, and they go like way back. I was telling Ted about this when we were talking about what movie to do. Like for some, Somehow Peter Billingsley hooked up with Vince Vaughn and Jon Favreau like right after Swingers, and he uh, produced Made, which was like their big follow-up where they teamed up again after the huge success of Swingers. And then Peter Billingsley has just been, you know, like kind of the third guy, like Elf, He's in Elf, and he helped produce that. He's in Iron Man, and I and he's in uh, the Spider Man movie with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Like he he just started popping up, and and you know as a big producer after A Christmas Story. Um, wow, I'm, know, I'm and the acting. Sort I'm of, impressed, yeah. and uh, and I'm relieved that they didn't choose something too wordy for their production studio name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it it is it is uh, very very easy to say. It rolls right yes. off the tongue. Yeah, I remembered it verbatim. <laughs> 
you know, obviously. So, um, yeah, one th- as long as we're talking about production houses and stuff, I loved when this movie started up and you get the old school yes. Christmassy studio logos. Like yeah, the old, the, the old school logo. Warner Brothers. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Super cool. Um, it it, and it then, reminded me of, uh, yeah. this is like tenuous connection, or not tenuous, but just strange connection. You get that logo at the beginning of The Shining, which is like where I re- recognize it most. Oh, and it's, uh, you know, not, not exactly a Christmas movie, but it is a snow movie. It's a winter movie. That's true. That's true. Christmas um, probably happened somewhere mm-hmm. in there. It was winter, so before we uh, before we dive in, should we do our uh, the uh, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes oh, ratings yeah, and reviews? Definitely. All yeah. right. All right. So looking at IMDb, uh, well, first off, we should do the uh, description. Uh, A Christmas Story Christmas originally released on HBO Max November seventeenth. 2022 so still still fairly new and uh if you are looking in tv guide uh (laughs) maybe tv guide is uh hard pressed for content and they're just printing what is uh everything uh, that's on every streaming service (laughs) yeah they're just printing new releases on streaming services now uh but uh it uh you're gonna see follows the now adult ralphie as he returns to the house on cleveland street to give his kids a magical christmas like the one he had as a child reconnecting with childhood friends and reconciling the passing of his old man. I like it. It's fitting. Yeah. It's not bad. It uh, it definitely uh, starts off not as a complete sentence, but we'll, right. uh, we'll overlook <laughs> that. If you're looking at ratings and reviews on IMDb, out of 11,000 user ratings, it has got a 6.8 out of a possible 10. <laughs> looking over towards Rotten Tomatoes, out of a total 43 certified critics reviews, it has got a 79% certified fresh Damn. On the thermometer, I didn't know you could have a certified fresh and have a seventy-nine. It's yeah, like, yeah, where's the threshold? It's like it's like saying you did really good on the test, buddy. You got a seventy-nine <laughs> percent. Uh, Maybe it's like weighted, you know, because there's probably a lot of like <laughs> shitty movies, and it's like seventy nine is actually really good when it comes to movies because there's there's twenty million shitty ones, and there's like ten thousand seventy nines or something. I, I guess, uh, but what I find very very interesting is this is the closest movie critics and audience that we've ever done wow. 79% on the thermometer 500 plus ratings on the audience score gives it a 78% standing up popcorn bucket 79 to 78 everyone everyone yeah, every, everyone everyone, <laughs> everyone agrees that this is pretty okay <laughs> I, I like that i liked when everybody saw the movie together at the same time and and agreed um if you guys want another rating i'm on letterboxd and uh it got a three it's out of all of the reviews it has a a an average of 3.1 out of five that seems about average right should i should we should we pull some of the uh the actual critics uh for this i do sometimes like reading their synopsis review okay so let's go with uh, Matthew Jackson from AV Club, uh, who gave it a uh, tomato and says, the result is something that, while never reaching the ineffable magic of Clark's film, ends up in solidly entertaining, if slightly disjointed, holiday territory. Original score, B. I think that's apt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I I think that's that's good. Uh, But Kate Erbland from IndieWire gave it a splatty tomato. Not a splatty tomato. Saying... Anything yeah. but a splatty tomato. Say, saying, it's not a sequel, it's a replica. And while that might bring some comfort and joy during the holiday season, wouldn't you rather savor the real thing? <laughs> well, she got him. 
I guess that's a weird thing to say, though. It's like, just go watch the original. Like, what if I already did? What if? Yeah. 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 And, and you know, that uh, Christmas carol that goes, oh, tidings of savoring the original thing. <laughs> if we like this movie, Ted, are there other movies we might like? There are not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Um, I, I like. That I can part. give you. It's too I, new. It's too I can new. Give you some simi- There's nothing listed. Letterboxd has a similar <laughs> films uh, thing at the bottom, so okay. I can give you some of these. Cheaper by the dozen. Oh, eight bit oh. Christmas, which I believe is also an HBO Max original. Um, yeah, I remember hearing Christopher about. Robin. Click the Royal oh. Tenenbaums, which there is the scene. Oh the scene God. where you do see. You see Ralphie's dad commit suicide in the bathroom in this movie while Elliot Smith plays <laughs> is very reminiscent of Royal Tenenbaums. Very Hang much on. It, yeah. I am looking up to see if there are any common connections between Seinfeld, Curb, and Click. <laughs> I like Click. I, if I me, can watch Click, I, I will let not Let me tell mind. you, I tried. That's Holy shit. Oh, my God. Okay, so between Click and Seinfeld, we've got Jennifer Coolidge, Rob <laughs> Schneider, uh, Toshi Toda. I don't know who he was in Seinfeld. Rob Schneider uh, alone opens up like the entire and, Happy Madison universe and, to us. And writer Steve Corin. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Um. I So I also enjoyed click when i saw it i saw it in theaters as a uh, when it was and I, so i was young uh and i was very sad i remember crying when he was all uh large and, and he was like in the rain yeah um i did try to rewatch it um within the past few years and do any speaking of rob schneider do any of you guys remember what his character who his character is in in click do not um no oh i hope it is in fact his name is prince hababibu Oh no! No, you're I'm not joking at all. It you're is joking. more egregious oh. than oh. Ted. Ted and I, Ted and Grace and I, oh, we watched time. "You Don't Mess with the Zohan" like a year ago, and oh, it was man. worse than his brown face in that, which is also brown face. Oh. It's very bad. Prince like next it's level. like he's trying to. It's like he's trying to hit the cycle or something because I remember him like playing a Polynesian in Fifty First Dates. <laughs> he well. has. He has a or a Pacific Islander. <laughs> he has a map, like a map up on like a bulletin board and he's just putting tax in each country as he plays different uh different uh ethnicities exactly good for him wow i do not remember that um maybe, maybe we'll have to watch it again then sounds right up our alley yeah, it's rough uh so uh, you know as the movie opens oh are we done with the the review section um, i think so yeah i don't, the other I don't thing have I, anything else to bring up i wanted to mention because normally we do like the the uh you know the we try to guess the movies and stuff but so yeah, the movie but opens it, up there's just nothing there <laughs> and we get it's immediately noticeable because a Gene Shepard has passed away, so he's no longer with us. He narrated a Christmas story, and there's a new narrator. And as you might guess, it is Peter Billingsley himself because now he's an adult, so he can be speaking as himself. And he it he grows into it, but I hated it at first. I was like, there is none of the personality that Gene Shepard brought to the narration, where he's like, oh boy, <laughs> look over there. And Peter Billingsley is like. He, it, it sounds like he's reading, and he's got like an NPR delivery. He's like, "There it is, our house on in on the south side." Yeah, I remember it, and all of I'm like boring. Yeah. And he he does bring a little emotion into it, but it takes a while. Your your Gene Shepherd impression brings me so much Christmas delight. <laughs> Um, it makes me laugh so. <laughs> T- Tim's the Tim's old Gene man was Shepherd really impression. Into it this time. <laughs> Tim's Gene Shepherd impression 
is more closely uh, connected to the Gene Shepard impression in A Christmas Story 2, where it just sounds like the narrator is just like yeah, screaming it, his genes. And it's got, a, it's got like a touch of Shatner in it, too. Um, but, uh, yeah. but I, yeah, I think I think Gene probably has. Yeah, I, I agree that um, I, yeah, it, I, it grew on me, but I also was like, oh, man, it sounds like, like it sounds like it's supposed to be him like reading A Christmas Story to you, yeah. but it is just like flat you know it's it's not yes it's not hidden it sounded like reading which right. was which was off-putting at first but i think he does he did bring a little emotion into it i think he was probably trying to mimic gene shepherd because gene shepherd was doing a pre-impression of what peter billingsley sounds like right now. right right you know so if anything gene shepherd got it wrong because <laughs> he was not able to predict what peter billingsley would sound like in 2022 so I know <laughs> if he wasn't dead, we can't. Yeah, I, I think I actually that. retroactively like a Christmas story less now. <laughs> Do you guys both like that movie? Uh, the first one, a Christmas story. I think we probably talked about it before, but just I need a refresher. Ted. Yeah, it. I seeing it every fucking Christmas play 20 times on a loop on TBS has ruined it for me. Mm. Like it, it's not special anymore. Uh, I, I don't ever need to sit down and watch the full thing ever again because you just pick up and watch it for any 15-minute increment between 8 p.m. December 24th and 8 p.m. December 25th. You're gonna see the whole movie at some point. Yeah, and and I... I actually like that ability. You know, I like being able to, you know, just like, like right now I'm watching a Christmas vacation that same way because AMC is showing it every single night. And so I just put it on and catch another 15 minutes or, or 20 minutes or however long. And then I'd watch it again the next night. Hopefully it's a part I didn't see yet this season. But yeah, what about you? I, uh, it was like a late thing for me. I didn't see it growing up and we didn't have cable, which may have helped actually, because when I did see it, I, I liked it quite a bit, but it has been kind of this thing where it is like you know, we go somewhere for Christmas and it's on TV and you catch so many parts of it that for the longest time it felt like I had seen the movie even though I even mm -hmm. though I hadn't so I don't know yeah it was similar to Ted I guess I, I wouldn't say it's like ruined for me I also would say it's not something that I reach for every Christmas the way that I reach for Charlie Brown Christmas now that they are owned by Apple and uh, can I cannot watch it unless I own a, a physical copy or pay for Apple TV mm -hmm. so I, I don't know I mean it's it's good it's definitely a good movie I think it's probably solidly rated but I also it's not my first my first pick and i and i gotta be honest with you so there was some discussion about what we were gonna watch for the podcast and i was like not so sure th that i was gonna enjoy this i was like ah, it kind of feels like a homework assignment i was i was pleasantly surprised in fact i this movie made me emotional and i did not expect that um the end the end got me if that's where you started breaking down like chris from christmas day yes. on yep you know it's like yep. it's, it's it's very moving yes very moving i was and i was shocked uh i was also I, there was also me off there too. was also parts that made me laugh like I, I got into the i would say the first uh you know i know we're gonna go into plot a little bit but like i would say the first like half hour i was like yeah this is like kind of just what i expected it to be and that's like not bad and not not great it's just kind of like cool yeah. and then uh there were some parts in the middle that like really made me laugh i texted you guys about one of them and then there was some stuff at the end that made me a little bit uh, a little bit weepy, a little bit misty. And so I was I was like really shocked. I to the point where I was like I think that this is insane and people people aren't going to like this, but like just because I don't really have a connection to the first one, I was like, "Oh, like I might like this one better genuinely because I just don't have a ton of, you know, nostalgia for the first movie and this one uh, as somebody who's getting older and approaching 30, I'm starting to feel more I really, you know, definitely 
definitely uh, understood Ralphie's feelings about losing a parent and being like nervous about that and all kinds of stuff. And then like having kids in the future, all kinds of stuff. Uh, I'm getting too serious for the show, but yeah. it, it just really, and I was, that's actually, I was curious about you, Tim, because I was like, okay, well, there's a lot of narration about being a parent in this. And like, there was the line that he threw out about like, your kids always forget the important stuff you tell them. And then they always remember like the one thing you don't want them to remember too. And I was like, <laughs> how accurate is that? You know, and how accurate is it? for you as a parent that Christmas feels like a thing like that you have to put on to appease your kids and make it, you know, really, really special. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like this movie, it's, a shock to the system because you know for for me this is like a christmas story is one of the most important movies to my family like it just is one movie that we all agree on and everybody laughs about it and we love revisiting it every christmas and then to start and i was at first i was thinking about putting it off i was like well i don't know maybe i should share this with my family and we should all watch it at the same time for the first time uh, but i'm almost kind of glad we didn't because it, it, because of that heavy like the dad dies immediately yeah. because of course that actor has since passed away um darren mcgavin uh and so he passes away immediately and, and appears in some flashbacks and stuff but yeah it deals with like the inevitability of your parents dying and i'm like well that's uh pretty heavy for a thursday afternoon yep. <laughs> like i'm kind of um uh, and yeah, and and very much like another movie we did at Christmas Vacation, uh, Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, keeping it together over Christmas and not letting on that you're stressed out beyond belief, which I, you know, like I'm thinking maybe we're, we don't we could do a better job at like Sarah and I could do a better job at. But may, I'm hoping when the kids grow up, they go, oh, wow, we had no idea you guys were. Uh, so stressed out around the holidays we just remember all of the presents and all of the good meals and and fun singing and holiday class uh parties and stuff you know that's that's what you hope and th that's what this movie is about uh, so it's well-worn territory for a christmas movie but also very heavy and it, i think that's why it sneaks up on you at the end because he's trying to his mom uh, uh, which by the way is not the same actress a lot of characters return a lot of actors return to the roles for this but uh, not melinda dillon she uh, retired from acting in 2007 because at, at first I was like, this person looks familiar, but I don't think it's the same one. And it wasn't until afterwards when I looked it up, I was like, oh, OK, it's it's actually Julie Haggerty, who people might remember from Airplane yep. uh, or Freddie Got Fingered. Which, yes. Uh, we talked about doing on the podcast. Another <laughs> movie that I've watched in, in the last year. Uh, never seen it, it is. It is. It's good. <laughs> I think it's good. Oh my god! I don't. I, bet it I don't know up. if it's great, but it's good, and it's. I haven't seen anything yeah. quite like it. Yeah, Tom Green was so punk rock that I bet it it holds up. I bet it was just ahead of its time. Maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy for saying that. Would you think that's? I accurate? I think that's accurate. It feels uh, yeah. proto, almost like proto Adult Swim in some ways, or something like that. Oh, you know, uh, just because it's it's like yeah it's loosely related like i mean there's a plot i guess but it's kind of just loosely related <laughs> tom green like you know uh screaming and Vignette. putting on suits backwards yeah. and yeah it's gr it's and great. that's what when so when, when that's what this movie kind of is just like a christmas story just like a christmas vacation why do i keep calling it a christmas vacation i don't know why um, i don't know but uh you know it's it's a series of vignettes about putting on the perfect christmas and there is a through line that ties everything together there is a thread moving through the plot but it's also like oh what's another part of christmas uh shopping okay let's do a shopping thing uh what's another part sledding all right let's do a sledding thing uh what's another part you yeah. know and so they, they, they just kind of hit all the bases of what makes a good christmas and 
and you hope you come out with with a good movie. So they did offer, by the way, Ralphie's mom, they offered it to Melinda Dillon again, but she declined. And so she was replaced by Julie Haggerty, who is uh, 16 years younger than Melinda Dillon. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, I know. I know. As long as I'm on the subject, because I forgot my train of thought that led me to that. Oh, yeah. I remember what it was. The mom comes out and she's like, I don't want Christmas to be about us remembering your dad. That's when your dad died. So you got to put on a good Christmas this year in spite of him uh, passing away so that we continue to remember the good times like the ones that he used to give us. And that puts all this weight on on Ralphie's shoulders because he's like, my dad just died. What do you mean I have to put on Christmas? Uh, And so that's that becomes the big, um, uh, you know, uh, plot line throughout the movie but other characters so peter billingsley of course uh, returns ian petrella as randy parker does return and i love how much by the way as i go through this list that everybody still looks like they did when they were they look exactly yeah it's, it, it's crazy whatever it was it's great and heartwarming and and also hopefully a little promising too that maybe i look like i did when i was 10 <laughs> uh, now that i'm in my 40s i peaked when i was 10 maybe so just I, I always hope that i look like a 10 year old Scott Schwartz returns as Flick. Uh, Scott Schwartz is a huge dick, according to one of my friends who worked a couple Comic Cons <laughs> with him. He, he organized he organized Comic Cons, and um, yeah, uh, is not a fan of the way he acts at Comic Cons. R. D. Rob returns as Schwartz. So here's the weird thing that I never knew: the guy whose last name is Schwartz does not play Schwartz. He plays yeah. Flick. The guy whose last name is Rob plays Schwartz. Good lord. Uh, Zach Zach Ward returns as Scott Farkas, and in a very small role. Yano Anaya returns as Grover Dill, the shorter bully from... Yeah, damn, the, uh, they gave him yeah. one fucking scene. Like, not, not even a scene. Like, they gave him one, like, kind of cutaway. Yeah, it's like, what, they, they he could only give you a couple hours on a Thursday? Like, why is, couldn't... Is Grover <laughs> Dill that I was going to say, he's really, really busy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one Another person besides Melinda Gates they couldn't get was Teddy Moore, who was asked to reprise her role as Miss Shields, Ralphie's teacher from the original film, but she declined. Oh, yeah. man. That would have been, been kind of cool. Let me just go over some other pre, as long as I'm going over some notes that I took. Principal photography began in late uh, February of this year, 2022, and it is not filmed in Cleveland, where the original movie uh, was filmed. And I always thought it took place in Cleveland, too. I guess I don't know why I thought that, because the, the original Christmas Story house is still standing in Cleveland, and it's been turned into a museum with a huge warehouse across the street. But they rebuilt it in hung- in Hungary or Bulgaria. Filming took principal, principal photography. Principal photography took place in Hungary and Bulgaria. Um, Why? Okay. Interesting. (laughs) I know. Uh, Why there? Probably don't know, but Billingsley and the crew. I think you get tax cuts if you film in certain countries. Uh, Yeah, probably. It was too good. And HBO Max was like, if you want to do this. You're going to yeah. Hungary or Bill or Bulgaria. It, it was weird. When, it was um, weird when Flick showed up and he's like, "Ralphie, my favorite pal." <laughs> <laughs> he's all of a sudden, yeah, Eastern European. <laughs> so, so they built exact replicas of the house and the house next door, uh, depicted in the original films, as, as well as most of the neighborhood. So that is a recreation of the Christmas Story house, which is still standing, and they could have used, but but they didn't. Um, yeah. So and, and we get some new cast members like Aaron Hayes, who is a great uh, comedic actress. I'm always like, uh, we're talking about a Adult Swim earlier. She's from the great uh, Children's Hospital. She's yes. in and um, Medical Police. If you watch that, she's fantastic in that. I as thought well. she looked familiar. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know what she what I had seen her in, but yeah, I was kind of disappointed that Ralphie didn't end up marrying Drusilla from A Christmas Story too. I was hoping that one <laughs> little bit of canon would just yeah. for me. <laughs> 
Just, just for, for I look like Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio like, on the couch still, pointing at the screen. <laughs> yeah. Still could have been same actress playing her, just change the name from from Sandy, uh, from Sandy to yeah. Drusilla. How hard is that? Yeah. That would have been amazing. You know, kind of like how Halloween ends used the font from Season of the Witch, even though it's not connected. <laughs> Did not know that. <laughs> um, yeah, so a lot of people came back. And so it, a lot of this is, it's so reliant on flashbacks and, and fan service and nostalgia for the original movie that one funny thing that I thought was that there's there's a picture on the wall of Ralphie and Flick and Schwartz, and it's a still from the movie. <laughs> I'm like, no one had a camera. We've we've seen them making those faces. No one had a camera. It was not a found footage. The picture of the old film. man. Yeah, exactly. Ralphie's running around with a Super yeah. Eight. Like, oh, that was the whole. Wow, I didn't know. Um, and and even the picture of the old man, you could tell was like a production still. I'm like, no, no. Like, I don't know. You could find a picture of Darren McGavin that didn't look like it was printed directly from the 35 millimeter right. cut like it, it was just weird but yeah there's a lot of flashbacks and a lot of references even in the closing credits they show the parallel scenes of like hey, i remember when they're all in the car didn't look like they were all in the car in the last mm. movie like yeah it, it did we uh we noticed i don't know if you guys watched the credits that far but those oh those yeah things yeah, start, yeah they start i did not I, I i stopped the film and i picked up because uh, i'm on a mission to watch 365 films this year and i'm very close um oh. so I, I i immediately stopped once the credits hit and i resumed watching david lynch's blue velvet which gave me to- total oh. whiplash <laughs> Yeah, I bet. Had you ever seen Blue Velvet? I had seen it once before. Uh, I, I own a copy. Oh, okay. I, I bought a copy when it was on sale, and I watched it, and I was like, I don't know if I like that. And then uh, I went back and watched it, and I liked it a little more, but it is very uh, unsettling and disturbing and depressing. Yeah, yeah but it's fucking it is, great. It is. It's I very good. I love Blue Velvet. Oh, my God. Blue Velvet and Lost Highway are, like, my two favorite Lynch films. Oh, and, and I love Mulholland so Drive. I don't know I, people... I hated... Uh, Mulholland Drive was, like, my least favorite movie when I was in college. I like rented it on a whim and I remember just being in high school I had like the brain of somebody who was just like you know if it didn't make sense linearly linearly or narratively I would just be like that was garbage and so uh, I think that's a normal feeling to have in in high school I didn't like a lot of you know you want films to make sense like I I saw Brazil in in high school and I was like bullshit But then I go back and watch Brazil. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I get, I so understand. Yeah. Part of the reason I watched Blue Velvet was because I had a buddy who just lended me a copy of Mulholland Drive and I'm going to rewatch. I'm, I'm trying to learn to love Lynch. Learn to love Lynch. Yeah. That's, 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 that's Lynch. My yeah, the name of my new show. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go through and rewatch some stuff. But I digress. It, it was very different from a Christmas story Christmas. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, <laughs> still an idyllic suburban. Exterior, this is very true. Yeah. Once you get a little underneath the surface, it it falls apart. That that comparison falls yeah. apart. So so Ted, where where are you at? Where am I at with the movie? Or yeah, in in the discussion? I feel like we've been we've been. I mean, it. I I I couldn't tell you a single fucking movie that David Lynch ever directed. Not That's David you too. <laughs> Not David Lynch. <laughs> a Christmas Story Christmas. I, I know, but you guys went on a David Lynch tangent for like five minutes there. I'm like, you're telling me I am out of I am out of my wheelhouse. You're telling here. me you've never heard of Inland Empire? <laughs> Come on, Ted. Uh so okay, where where are we at with a Christmas Story Christmas? Are, are we out we're of all the over first the scene yet? Okay, we're, we're we're all over the place. Yeah, we're just we're doing a normal we're doing a, we're doing our new style of review, not a. Not a scene okay. by scene kind of thing. Or that I mean, it's already like thirty eight minutes in. We'd be here uh, all day. Okay, well, 
Well, then I uh, one thing that I do want to skip to. Uh, obviously, like Ralphie has, he said in one of his monologues, his uh, his thought only monologues. Yeah. That he and his wife were able to save up enough money for him to take a year off to write the next great American novel. Damn. And uh, apparently, Ralphie Parker, Ralph Parker, has never held a book before because. If he did, he would know the next great American novel needs to be 2,000 pages. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me, you know what? Let me just look up the record for the longest book. Is it, uh, is, is it Infinite Jest? There's no way it's Infinite Jest, but that's got to be oh, up there. Infinite Jest is long. It's got to be up there. I did want to read Ralphie's book. I think it sounded fun. Neptune's well, uh, yeah, I, something. Neptune's Oblivion. It sounds like uh, the title of Avatar Part 3. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you do. When I heard that, I was like, oh, Aaron's going to be all Earlier, <laughs> when you mentioned the Christmas shopping scene, obviously later, the, the gifts are stolen out of the back of their car, which was very alarming to me because at the time... That was crazy. At the time, I was like shocked at how little conflict there was during the christmas shopping scene i thought for sure like it was like he was gonna run out of money i really thought he was gonna run out of money yeah there's yes. there's absolutely and, no conflict there i love it, that it, it, and it went on for a long I love time that. though and it reminded me of the second act in avatar the way of water when there's there's oh, no conflict for a full hour <laughs> and you're just like riding oh. with the whales on the on the planet pandora so oh. i i was enjoying it and then the the gifts were stolen out of the back of the car and i was very shocked and disturbed I, about as disturbed yeah, as i was, was watching yeah. blue velvet yeah it's pretty yeah. horrible i i so i looked up war and peace and uh, which is a famously long book that has a seinfeld connection because it's by tolstoy and of course elaine Jerry tells Elaine that the original name was War. What is it good for? And she tells a famous <laughs> uh, an author, a Russian author who knew Tolstoy, uh, or something like that. But uh, War and Peace is uh, one thousand two hundred twenty-five pages long. What okay. have you found, well, Ted? I, I'm uh, I'm looking at list of longest novels specifically, uh, and if we're going by like modern era. I guess because like Gordana, written by Marija Zurich Zargorka. Mm -hmm. 8,768 pages. Well, damn. Uh, there's a, a Chronicle of Ancient Sunlight by Henry Williamson. Uh, 6,062 pages. Oh, here's a, here's one. Uh, My Struggle. <laughs> by Hitler? Who's... <laughs> uh, written by Karl of Nosgaard. Yeah, I don't reckon... I'm looking at the same list, I guess, now, and I don't recognize any of these, so I don't know how great... They are because only books I've heard of can be truly great. Hey Hitler, what, what, what's uh, you been up to lately? There, there's a oh Mission Earth by L. Ron Hubbard, a uh, three thousand nine hundred ninety-two pages. I, I oh, feel like that's go. probably that's probably the only one we would uh, recognize, or the longest one that we would recognize. I guess here's the longest one I recognize: Les Misérables by Victor Hugo, the original Ooh. novel, which is one thousand four hundred fifty-six pages. Okay, so. Um, yeah, like, so War and Peace, famously long, 1,200. Infinite Jest, the paperback tops out at, like, a 1079 or something like that. Uh, oh, Atlas Shrugged, 10, 1,088, so slightly longer than Infinite Jest. Take that. Yeah, so, so all of these, is, <laughs> all of these half as long, all of these half as long as yeah. Ralph Parker's debut And he's novel. already yeah. got the second one in the pocket. Yeah. He is, he is a proto-James Cameron in this film.
Really? I was thinking the whole time, like, okay, cut it. Like, you could cut it down to 500, and now you've got four books in a series, which is a lot better than selling one book, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, hopefully a smart publisher would recognize that. So maybe he is garbage. Also, yeah, and also, yeah, <laughs> maybe it's all he's smart. either awful or he's he's going to too, too high end of publishers because they printed a lot of garbage in the 70s. Uh, a lot of, like, paperbacks <laughs> with that, like, specific kind of title – uh, it's shocking to me that he couldn't find a single. He seems like maybe he just has bad business sense like all around. Yeah, yeah and also, I mean, it definitely seems like he only went to publishers in Chicago, which is already yeah. severely yeah, limiting. Use, use the I internet, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, fucking idiot. It's 1973. Come on. I was about to date it because I feel like we that's a, that's an important note because the first one is kind of ambiguous. I don't I don't know. There is probably a date stamp somewhere, but this one is you know is 1973. We know for a fact. Yeah, come come on. Take the uh, take the 24 hour Amtrak train from Chicago to New York City. <laughs> yeah. This yeah there exactly. there's a little bit of a t- so I was because I was like man how long would it take them to make a Christmas story that takes place in 2022 because so the first one was filmed and or like came out in like the 80s and it was about the 50s yeah. but now this one could have been about the 90s instead it's about the 70s we're we're going off the yeah. rails a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, are we going to get a movie about, what's his kid's name? Troy? I forget already. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either of his kids. Was it Mark yeah. and Julie? Mark and yeah. yes, okay. I remember. Wow. Good, good I remember ball. hearing those yeah. and thinking, those sound like adult names. Because people, people yeah. Yeah. sometimes. When, when's the last time you've met like a 12-year-old boy named Mark? Right. Exactly. Sometimes people talk about like, you know, their kids being named like Corey. And like, have you ever met like an 80-year-old man named like Kyle or something like that? But yeah. Mark and Julie sound very adult. <laughs> I got to I gotta agree with that. One thing that I thought was a weird little runner was the mom is like all boozy now. I don't remember her having like a drinking problem in the first A Christmas Story. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. In this one, she does not have a handle on it, which I think for a grieving widow is a Yeah, problem. and it was only like half-heartedly played for laughs. Like it's never really a big like yes. joke, but it's always just kind of there. Like you're you're drawn to the... It's under the surface. Like yeah, somebody who's actually an alcoholic would be like, should we talk about right. it? No, don't, don't talk about it directly. There's like <laughs> wine and then like there's like... It's just kind of like a winky nudge thing. It's never like a... The wife is... Also kind of a little boozy, too, and they both are maybe... Um, Enabling each other? Enabling each other. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I noticed. I noticed. It's weird. Um, it's, a weird it, I, thing, I, it's a weird character trait to give to the mom like that doesn't track. Like, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm also shocked because we did say earlier that this movie this movie did make me a little misty at the end, but I did, the, I did start thinking like around the second act. I was like, they're not really showing a lot of like grief going on. Yeah, uh, like yeah, not as much yeah, as yeah. you would think. And I know it's like a happy movie and it's kind of like a Christmas movie and it's like kind of like kid friendly. But like but the whole thing about it is the dad died. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And like the mom's first thing. when I, I don't know. I don't know. There was just a couple moments where I was like, I feel like they're not. There's but there's, I, I don't know. I feel like that you can have tender and real moments while expressing grief. Like, it's but I not feel like, like that's why. Oh, well, we can't we can't have grief because that's not happy. I feel like, <laughs> like that's why the end is so. Happy. I feel like that's why the end is so impactful because the whole point they were like, no, no, we have to brush this under the rug and we have to have a great Christmas. And then when they finally do, so the big reveal. I don't know if I want to spoil. I won't spoil it if anybody wants to watch because the big reveal is amazing. The way the father um, comes back into their lives. And that's why it is so impactful because they had been ignoring it, I think. And I think we just, I, I mean, it didn't occur to me while we were watching it, but both of you guys saying, man, it's like ignored throughout the whole movie. And I think that's why the end, 
work so well because it is ignored and you're like, oh shit, like now we have to, now we're confronted with this. And as a viewer, you're, you're confronted with it too. So um, yeah, that's, yeah, I, I kind of like that about it. That's true. I will say, I, I, I'm not afraid to spoil it for your listeners. I will say he does well, come back as a ghost dad. <laughs> God damn it. Um, in, which is, in, which in is a, what made a, me so emotional. Yeah. He was blue, like, in the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. And he tells Ralphie. <laughs> Ralphie's like, I know what I have to do, but I just I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, there, there is something that I want to point out. Scott Farkas. <laughs> yeah, he stabs uh, him in the gut. There, okay, Crazy. okay. There's, there's two things I want to point out okay. now that Tim reminded me of one of them. Uh, okay. First thing that, first thing that I want to say is that uh, a whole runner throughout the movie is that Ralph and his wife's car absolutely fucking sucks. Right. Yeah. It's a 1966 Plymouth that needs a new radiator. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's 1973. This car is only seven years old. What the fuck happened? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. They ran it in. You know, those those Midwest winters are brutal. You know? Yeah, it's, it's almost as if putting eggs in your car is not good for the car. <laughs> so, look, I looked that up, and I thought it was I thought for sure that it was going to be something the movie made up. But I found a Car Talk article where no they way. said, yeah, where they were like, yes, that will work. I mean, you should oh get your radiator God. fixed, but technically that'll work. But also, there are products on the market that do the same thing. Like, there was one called, uh, I don't remember what it was called, but they gave an example of one, and they are like, it has little aluminum flakes in it that will essentially do the same thing and plug up a radiator leak uh, without putting an egg in your radiator. But that is a, a, an actual <laughs> trick that people did with old cars, I guess. Jeez. Mechanics uh, right. hate yeah, this one trick. <laughs> and, it's a, and it's a picture of an egg. What a perfect clickbait ad. I I never would have suspected. uh, The other thing that I wanted to point out is just the sheer speed that this movie goes from having uh, what I thought was going to be a very interesting portrayal of the school bully to police officer pipeline, which I'm very familiar with. My my elementary school bully who choked me out and then I had to apologize to him is now a police officer. (laughs) And, And then it turns out, hey, no, I'm one of the good guys. Just the speed in which it turns into total (laughs) copaganda is is head spinning. That was shocking. I got to admit, that was shocking and a little tone deaf. Like, maybe it's what... It's also like, why would you... If Scott Farkas is not a psycho which he claims to not be anymore why would he let why would he let ralphie sit in the back of his car uh fantasizing about the rest of his life in in prison uh, for, for how who knows how long i mean maybe yeah. 20 25 minutes of just the, pure... the length of a ride from downtown wherever flick's bar is at yeah. to to ralphie's mom's house just anxiety and dread yeah. and uh i think yeah. he's honestly getting off on it I, I really think that uh, for maybe he is. is. Yeah. Hey, we do not kink shame on no hugging, no learning. <laughs> no, no, even cops. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, even like the the bully never left town and became a cop. Like it's the most realistic part of the whole movie. Uh, it it was absolutely incredible. I mean, the other realistic part of the movie is. The unchecked seventies bully, seventies bullying that escalates to attempted vehicular manslaughter, and is and, and that's a good lesson. <laughs> that's the other. Yeah. 
Like when, yeah. so it's weird that Ralphie's like, "Hey kid, you got to take care of your own bully." Like I did, I beat the shit out of him. Like, what is that really yeah. like? I know it's the seventies, but I was gonna say it, it is. is a, it's like a. It's a seventies mindset. It seems. Well, yeah. the thing is, that's coming from the same character who not thirty minutes earlier ran out of the house to try and protect his children from the bullies because yeah. he says, look, I can't keep fighting your battles for you. Like in that type of tone, but like 30 minutes earlier, you tried to fight their battles for and them. That's when he realized, he realizes he made a mistake because Delbert, who we have to talk about Aaron, cause I want to hear your dad's <laughs> yes. thoughts. Delbert's yes. like, Oh great. Now your kids have a target on the back because when the dad gets involved, it's seen as like a puss move. And so now they're going to mm -hmm. give your kids an even harder time. Thanks a lot. And so that's when he's like, Oh, you got to fight your own battles. No, that's when you go like, I'm an adult. I'll get these kids fucking arrested. Like I don't, I don't care what the bullies think about, oh no, the dad got involved. It's like, that's not the real world. It's like, right. it's a weird, it's a weird subplot where he's like, hey kids, you better take care of those 14 year olds. I know you're, uh, you know, 10 and five, but you know, it's your, it's, yeah. you got into this yeah. shit. Like, you if, know? You, <laughs> if you were, uh, granted, I also thought this was uh, always Cleveland, Ohio. Maybe it's just because that's uh, where the house actually is, but I thought yeah. that's where this took place as well. If this were set in 2022 and this happened in Cleveland, Ohio, both yeah. of those kids would just be shot dead. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Delbert, Delbert is, uh, Delbert got the biggest laugh from me. Um, at, <laughs> what, what part? At, so at the oh, beginning. Oh, I think, I think, I, I think I know what line gave him the, be oh God, the biggest laugh. Yeah. He, so, so there, it is very funny at the beginning. He like tries to hawk, you think he's trying to hawk a loogie and then he just like swallows it and like oh, gives, a, gives a refreshing, like, <sighs> kind of thing. I'm dry um, heaving all over again. By the way, for, for if you haven't seen it, Delbert is the probably the grandson, geez, at this point, of the Bumpuses. So the Bumpuses still live next door to the Parkers. Yes, uh, he's so. a hillbilly child. They refer yeah. to him as a, as a hillbilly child. <laughs> um, so after the bullies uh, ram their snowmobile into a, a tree stump disguised as a Attempted snowman. vehicular manslaughter. Yeah. Yeah, which I did think was pretty pretty smart. Um, Tim, did, Tim, did you totally miss the line "vehicular snowman slaughter," or did I did I not hear it? I didn't say it, but I like it. There it is. You, you, you <laughs> can have it. Snowman slaughter. That's good. That's real good. Um, he so the kids go flying and and everybody runs outside and uh, the bullies get up and Delbert points at one of the bullies and goes, "He done pissed himself." And and. The line like the, <laughs> that made me laugh first of all, and then the, but what really like really killed me was after so Ralphie says this thing about like um, laughter. It's like the greatest weapon we have, and everybody is just pointing and laughing at these kids, which is like really funny too. But as they're like pointing and laughing, it cuts back to the hillbilly kid for like two seconds, and he's doing a he's jig. doing like a jig. Yeah, he's I he's got his he's got his. That. He's got his like hands between his legs and he's like jumping up and down doing like the right leg up, left leg up, right leg up, like a true jig. World. And it's so cartoony. It's like a thing out of the Simpsons and I couldn't oh stop laughing. God. The other bit, the other thing I'll say that was very <laughs> clever and funny and I also did this uh when we had Jehovah's Witnesses coming to the house as kids. I very much enjoyed the scene where they're avoiding the carolers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're like hiding behind the couch and like grandma's getting into it and she's like get down like you know they're turning the lights off and the the wife loves carolers she's like what are you guys doing and they're just carolers yeah. and the grandma looks at ralphie and goes how could you <laughs> um so good I, I thought that was very funny all right i gotta mention a couple of times i got a good laugh when they go to higby's and see the santa claus by the way first i 
they got they're not the same people because i had to look it up they got people who look exactly like the original elves i mean the santa they did an okay job on i mean that's you know but the elves look exactly the same but they're not the same elves as a christmas story but julie whispers in santa's ear what she wants for christmas he was like i can give you the cat but the other thing you're on your own and the elf is like what did she ask for he's like a radiator for a 66th plymouth I thought that was funny. I really I really thought that was funny. And then the other thing I laughed at is Julie gets hit in the eye with a snowball. Again, a, a throwback to the original movie, You'll Shoot Your Eye Out, right? R- Ralphie puts his daughter's eye out. But not really. She just, you know, they just, she ends up with an eye patch. But they go to the hospital, and Mark is staring at this guy who has his hand stuck in a beer stein, who is, like, whimpering and trying to remove it. And he's, like, in a dead stare. His mom's like, Hey, it's not nice to stare. And he's like, okay. And he won't stop staring. And then the grandma notices and she starts staring at him as well. But just the the guy whimpering with his hand at the, the beer stein was hilarious. That Those two got chuckles out of me. Ted, did anything make you laugh? Did you like this movie? You seemed like you didn't like it. I I liked it, but I just, man, it, it did. It was a feel good watch, but I don't know if I can say that i liked it you know Mm -hmm. just just wasn't yeah wasn't i feel the same way i feel like it needs the it needs it's like now i want to watch it with my family like i would now that i know what's coming you know i want to watch it with a group of people that yeah it's exactly what i was thinking it would be and that's that that's that's not bad, but it's also not good. It's it's very, very right down the middle for me. Well, and sometimes those are like the worst movies yeah. because they're not, they're just, you, you know, you kind of forget them. I, 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 I will I, say, I will say that I, I liked how they, uh, they tackled the flashbacks and the like Ralphie daydreaming, like cutaways. Yes, I, yeah. I, I think, I think they did those a lot better in this than they did in a Christmas story too, which I know is not saying a lot, but it is, hey, it's the only, hey. it's the only other movie in, uh, Ted, in the grow up. Grow up. <laughs> it's the only other movie in this sequel chronology, I guess, even though this does technically retcon Christmas yeah. Story 2, but I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of that. Like, the the Old West uh, uh, Black Bart came Snowball back for, thing, yeah. for a shootout. Yes, yeah, yeah, so uh, when that the, happened, the that is when I... Scene. The, the shootout was when I was like, okay, Clint Eastwood's guy definitely wrote uh... this. And then, and then during the snowball fight, when he... When he hits his daughter in the head with a snowball, I said, okay, the Angry Birds guy definitely wrote this. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, um, good. Excellent analysis. Yeah. Have you guys seen um, Angry Birds movie? You should. No, I should. I mean, I bet the kids would love it. Yeah, my two favorite movies, Angry Birds movie and <sighs> Avatar The Way of Water. I uh, I watched it on mute one day during our show oh, with, nice. uh, with the subtitles on. <laughs> Why? Why? I used to play the game on mute. Yeah, because you know. it was on. Yeah. Uh, F- FXX was playing it, uh, and uh, I had it on. It's it started playing at six a.m. and went until eight a.m. Oh, during your show? I'm sorry, I thought you meant like during the podcast. Oh, um, no. and, I, and I was like, is it is it this much of a this chore for you? <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck! I guess I'll watch is. Angry Birds with the subtitles on. <laughs> Anything is better than this. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm I'm fine with going in for the close, uh, which is what it sounds like we're headed. Unless you had anything to mention else to because me- I've, I've gone through all the notes that I took about about all the parts that I wanted yeah, to I don't, mention. I don't got anything I else. Aaron, um, um, the football guy was funny. The football, the grown up senior football player. What was the deal was... with that? I felt like I've... they kept going back to that. Like we should know. Like remember this right. guy? Remember all these characters? Oh and yeah. This guy, like 
No, what are you talking instead, about? Uh, instead, it just looked like the Will Forte character from I Think You Should Leave with like the, yes. the scarlet haircut. But the part at the end, it made me laugh a lot when he was he ate all of the casserole. Yes, um, yeah. And you 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 mentioned dry heaving at the at the loogie. <laughs> I was I was dry heaving at the descriptions of the casseroles. Yeah, um, I thought yeah, they were Midwest truly disgusting. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Whenever oh excuse me, oh uh, when Ralph is describing uh, <laughs> casseroles turning. Yeah, uh, no. The mom was like, "Well, what? Uh, what's what's in that one?" And someone says ketchup, and and Ralph says mayonnaise, cooked mayonnaise. Yeah, yep. mm, cooked mayonnaise. Yeah, hate it, hate it so much. Otherwise, I don't think there's anything. I thought the sled thing was fun. It looked like something Johnny Knoxville would have actually done for real in Action Park, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. My, thir- my third favorite movie, Action Park. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, I, I just, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised because I went into this. We had talked about perhaps Jingle All the Way 2, which I know Tim was really excited to watch because he loves Larry <laughs> the Cable Guy. And we talked about Jack Frost and a couple of different options. Uh, this was the one we landed on. And I was like, really? Kind of just like, you know, well, it's going to be fine, which seems to be the reaction you guys had. And, and I came out of it thinking it was good. I, I didn't think it was like the best movie or, or great even necessarily. But I think that if you like a Christmas story um, or if you're looking for like a family friendly ish flick, like a PG-13 ish kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think it's worth throwing on. It got me. It made me laugh and it, and it made me a little uh, made me feel some things. Um, so I liked it. Yeah, I think it's going right. to hold up on repeat viewings if you, yeah, if you I, watch it with I, the family or whatever. Yeah. I, I do think I do think it's better watching it with a crowd of people. Obviously, um, it, it it's a good party movie. It's a good Christmas party movie. People pleaser. Uh, yeah, and we we haven't really spoiled anything too too much as far as as far as the plot goes. So if you made it this far and you still haven't watched the movie, give it a watch. It's definitely worth it. You know, especially yeah. if you've got HBO Max. I wouldn't sign up for HBO Max to watch this, but if you've got it already, check it out. It's it's yeah. worth it. Certainly worse ways you could spend like a blustery winter day. Um, Absolutely. And I, and I, I think as much as there was fan service too, I was like, I was, it was tasteful in the sense that there was no like, they didn't just like force like the leg lamp in there like really hard or anything I, that was what, like real I really liked what they did with the leg lamp Be- and, and what it was was they didn't have it in there at all. They had the lamp shade. Yeah, and right. that's yeah, that was it. Interesting. And and yeah. Ralph just like kind of frisbees it like off to the side. And that's it. You don't mm-hmm. see the fucking lamp. And I was like I I think that was the right call. Yeah. It's it's it it was good. Do we want to give it a number score? What what's our rating is uh, um, I, rating I think system? we gotta I think we gotta do uh emergency room trips in the days leading up to Christmas. How many emergency room trips Ooh. in the days? What? I do I do want to mention real quick, this was like the one of oh, the yeah. first movies where I ever felt like I caught a continuity error. Um, and it was uh the daughter's eye patch um <laughs> kept kept going in and out. Um, oh. she she after she got it, there was a scene there was like a scene in the house where they're all like hanging out playing and her eyes perfectly fine and she doesn't have a patch and it's not bruised or anything. And then she goes back to wearing it. And then it, it happened uh, like twice. Uh. There, was, there was some switching on and <laughs> off. And I just felt personally kind of a sense of pride that I, you know, was smarter than the dumbasses that edited this <laughs> thing. Um, well, so. as long as we're talking continuity errors, let me tell you one that I found that I think you'll find shocking. Ralphie's daughter, once again, Julie, says she wants hungry, hungry hippos for Christmas. That game didn't come out until 1978. 
Oh. How did she know a full five years before that game came out to ask for it for Christmas? I take back every good thing that I said. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you might. I thought you might. All right. Unwatchable. Uh, should, should, Unwatchable. We, should we go with Aaron's rating first? or You know, no, just fuck it. I'll do my rating first because it sounds like I like this movie the least out of everyone. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just going to go right in the middle. I'm just going to go two trips to the emergency room and one trip to an urgent care. I'm going to go two and a half out of five. Oh, we're going five? Oh, I thought we'd do ten. Okay, well, okay, well then we can go five. Well, out, why go, don't we do I'll twelve like the then. days of twelve like the days of Christmas? <laughs> All right, I can't I do that going, math. Then I am going. <laughs> I, I'm going either two point five out of five. Uh, I'm going five out of ten. Out of 10. I'm going six out six of twelve. Out of 12 yeah. Whatever, whatever halfway <laughs> is on whatever scale we're doing, I am going right down the middle. Twelve out of the twenty-four days to Christmas Eve. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, I'll go. I'll go next, and um, I I feel like I'm really hung up on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I don't like doing half scores, but I'm gonna have to this time because I kind of want to give it a six, but I think I'm gonna go six and a half because I don't know if it deserves to get bumped up to a seven like most people do. But I had a good enough time that that it it transcends the the six at least. So I'll I'll go six and a half. Is that out of a ten? Yes. Yeah. That's out. No. That's out of five. Okay, so we we got a uh, we got a five out of ten. We got a six and a half out of ten. Aaron, yeah. the downvoter, your rating, please. Yeah, ironically, uh, a role that I haven't had in a long time. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to upvote this movie. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this movie like I think I'm gonna give this movie a seven. Wow. Um, and I and I even think that I'm gonna give it on Letterbox. You can give a little heart instead of a half star, just to like mark the movies oh. that you enjoyed, kind of. Um, so, so in lieu of that, I'm going to give this seven, uh, emergency room visits and then I'm going to give it not like an urgent care visit, but one of those things okay. where it's like something happens in the middle of the night. Somebody's like sick and you're like, Oh God, I got to keep an eye on this. And then you're like up late, st- you know, keeping an eye on them. And you're like, do we need to go in? And yeah. they're like, no, I'm fine. And you're like, well, I really think we should. And there's kind of a it, back and forth and ultimately it's a concussion. you don't end up. Right, you so, don't end up going anywhere, but there's just like a kind of a night of worry and concern. Good. Yeah, yeah, I would se- give it seven, seven trips to an emergency room and a concussion. <laughs> sure, yeah, that works and, for me. And my half is a televisit through your health insurance app. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's very good. <laughs> oh, my god. Well, Christ. I guess it's time to close up. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I could go back to that well one more time. It had been long enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good, uh, good, good pull. That was that was really good. Uh, well, so, yeah. uh, t- Tim, not to not to get sappy. Thank you for another year of no hugging, no learning. Yes, same to you, Ted, and happy birthday. Uh, Thank you. And uh, Aaron, what uh, what what do you have to promote? Um, Avatar Two: The Way of Water <laughs> is in theaters you motherfucker. now. Motherfucker. Uh, thirteen thirteen years in the making. James Cameron's, <laughs> you know, I don't know what you want to consider. Maybe his third masterpiece, his fourth after the first <laughs> Avatar, of course. Um, and uh, I did genuinely enjoy that film. I gave it five stars on Letterbox. But um, I don't have much to promote right now. Um, I'm sort of in between podcasts. So if anybody wants to start one, you could always hit me up on uh, social media. Or, you know, hey, maybe I'll uh, join these guys sometime and, and uh, give them a little insight into uh, a show that I've never watched before in my life. Um, 
Well, you're yeah, always you're always welcome to join us on the Patreon because we don't want to put your stuff out on the free feed. I know. <laughs> I appreciate that. And uh, as a as a non-subscriber, I'm gonna need you to send me a link. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot you canceled your subscription. You fuck. I did. I, I I was a sub for a while, and then I and then I canceled. And I messaged Ted and was like, "Hey, I was like, money's a little bit tight, right? I think this was actually like a year ago. I was like, money's a little tight around the holidays. I'm gonna resub after I." And then I didn't. Uh, oh, yeah. So and then the holidays it, came uh, around again. He, he was yeah. he was a sub for a while, and then he became a dom. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how it he goes. He did. He did totally um, dominate us uh, by <laughs> by taking away his money. So. um Yes, no. Thank you guys for having me on. Always, always a joy, always a pleasure. Um, and would definitely love to come back and watch a curb app sometime, or just come back for a, a Halloween spectacular or something. So, um, hopefully, see you guys soon. But thank you both, and also to Ted, a very happy birthday as well. Thank you, thank you, and yes. a happy holidays to everybody out there. Indeed, uh, you know, stay safe, stay warm. We got a big storm coming. Um, don't leave your house if you can help it, uh, unless you are going to see Avatar two. Then <laughs> pack, pack the family in the car and and speed and to the gun theater. It. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So is that it? Yeah, it. I think that is it. All right. So for no hugging, no learning. I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. I'm Ghost Dad, aka the Down Voter, aka um, Hungry. I'm hungry right now. I'm going to order some dinner after this. I'm Aaron Mook. Thank you. Be good. <laughs>